<laughs> nice, very nice. Got to get your voice right. I think we're recording. Are mm. we? I think so. To our listener over there in there, where is he? Bikini Faso. Somewhere like that. Yeah. I'd like to say... Sudan. <laughs> yes. Khartoum Airport. Well, this is episode 20. There's, there's the fighter going over now. Oh, yeah. Well, if uh, listener can still hear us, this is episode 27. The insane ramble is the crazy old men. Where we are at... Where are we? We're at Blackwell's at Chipperfield. Blackwell's Chipperfield, it's cold. We're in a tent and we're outside, but we're doing this on behalf of our listener. We're sponsored by the SAS. <laughs> yes, that's right. Two so good recruits. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great as always. I think I always say this, Mike, it's fantastic to see you again this morning. You're looking a chipper, if you don't mind me saying. Well, you're looking well, right, Actually, um, yeah. I think my flabber's been ghasted. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yes, I saw a, a news item both uh, on the TV and in the, in the newspaper yeah. which um, flabbergasted me. It's people that are hugely obese. Yeah. And I'm not just overweight, but obese. Yeah. Are asking the airlines around the world to give them an extra seat. Apparently at the moment, if, if you're that big... <coughs> If you want the second seat, yeah. if you want the armrest and you want to spread out over yeah. two seats, you have to pay extra. Yeah, quite and, right, I would have thought. And yeah. these people are saying it's an infringement of their human rights and they want the airlines to all give them an extra seat free. Well, it's an infringement of my human rights not to be able to put my guitar on the seat next to me. A cello, possibly. Or maybe even a, a double bass. Well, I must confess, I don't have a massive amount of sympathy because surely... I mean, we're not just talking overweight, we're talking obese. Mm. And some of these people are actually wider than they are tall. And surely that comes down to like, two things, your eating habits and your exercise habits. Well, obesity apparently is when you have a body mass index greater than 30. It's an arbitrary figure, really. They work it out as a, of a ratio between your height and your weight. So any normal person could look at someone and immediately deduct whether they're obese or not. But mathematicians have to put it into some sort of format. So I think it's something like what you are in kilograms over your height in meters cube. Or believe it or not, the height you are in inches over the weight you are in pounds times 730. And the only reason they've got that is so they can one equate one with the other, and two, they can come out with some number that's reasonable as opposed to like 10 million and one or something like that. My God, you're good at maths, aren't you? Not really, no. Well, it's, it's interesting because there was a survey carried out in 2021, just in England, and they found that 26% of adults are obese, with another 38% overweight but not obese. So you're talking about over 60% of people excess weight going on. In America, the percentage of adults that are obese is 41%. Well, I read somewhere there's like 4 million people die each year as a result of obesity. Is that what fat people sitting on them? So, Ray, I mean, apart from 
discomfort having the push taken out of you. What yeah. are the other drawbacks of being a beast? Well, there's loads of drawbacks, aren't there? Like you were saying earlier, I mean, you can't run around so, so, so quick or at all possibly, which means you can't exercise. You can't Thank bend you. down in the street to pick up coins. The it takes you an hour to get back up again. One of the worst things about being obese is type 2 diabetes. Is that a new car by Elon Musk? I know you know all about diabetes, so our listener might not. There's all sorts of diabetes, but the major two are type 1 and type 2. And type 1 is basically when you eat a load of sugar, or anything that can be broken down to glucose. You've got something called insulin, which is a hormone which is produced by the pancreas and that affects where that glucose goes. So it either goes to cells that need it from metabolism and so on and so forth, or the excess goes to the liver until your hamburger's finished. And then you need more energy in those cells again, and insulin makes sure that the glucose, i.e. energy, gets fed to those cells again. So it's quite a clever little mechanism. The only problem is if type 1 diabetes, it's like an autoimmune disease and it affects, I think it's the islets of, uh, what is it, Langerhans, yeah, in the pancreas, which means you can't make insulin or you don't make a lot of it. So basically, you, what you've got is a load of sugar floating around in your blood, and you can tell me all the downsides of that in a minute, but it's not very good. Type 2 diabetes is sort of the same thing, but it's more self-inflicted in the fact that what happens is you take in a load of carbohydrate, basically stuff that gets broken down into glucose, and you're taking so much that the insulin can't cope with it. So you become almost immune to the effects of your insulin. So the insulin can no longer effectively remove the sugar from your blood or store it in the liver. So you've got a load of sugar again in your blood and you have the same problems that you would get if you had type 1 diabetes. So basically type 1 is inherited and you can't do much about that. Yeah. And type 2 is self-induced because of your diet. Well, sort of, although you can get insulin resistance which may be caused by have a predisposition to that. Uh, in terms of your genetics. So you could argue that some people are just unlucky. According to the NHS website, obesity increases the risk of not only type 2 diabetes, but coronary heart disease, yeah. certain types of cancer, such as breast cancer and bowel cancer, a stroke, atherosclerosis, and it can also contribute to depression. And well, you would be depressed, wouldn't you, if you were yeah. overweight, and you couldn't get a seat on the airlines. On the airlines. And apparently what the NHS is recommending on their website is that you eat what's called a balanced diet mm. and also exercise I mean they talk about fast walking two and a half to five hours a week but other problems according to the NHS again is breathlessness sweating snoring difficulty with physical activities mm. tiredness mm. joint pain and back pain and also possibly leading on to asthma osteoarthritis because of all the extra weight you carry on your joints gallstones, liver disease and kidney disease. So whose fault is it? Well, type 2 seems to be your own fault.
certainly in the 80s, they realised there was an obesity problem in the States and they put everyone on a low-fat diet. The idea at the time was that if you ate fat, you got fat. It's not quite as simple as that, because fats don't actually fit into their insulin system. When you eat fat, it goes straight to your lymphatic system and then it gets stored in the fat cells. So it's not insulin dependent, it's more this stuff called leptin, which is another hormone. And fat in your body builds up you get leptin being released and leptin basically says woohoo you've had enough fat you've got to stop eating but again there are people who are leptin resistant and of course they don't know that they've had too much to eat and they keep eating but back in the 80s took the fat out of a lot of their confectionery a lot of biscuits and that sort of stuff but they replaced it to keep the calorific content the same they replaced it with glucose so what you got in the 80s, a load of very high sugar, low fat foods, right. which a lot of people say contributed to the, the peak that we had or the rise that we had from the 80s onwards. So could blame the manufacturers as well as the people who ate it. You know, the food industry has a real problem because to preserve foods, in other words, to stop them going off after they've been made and before the consumer eats them, if you ignore like nasty e-numbers that give you cancer then you're talking about either high levels of salt or high levels of sugar both of which are bad for you yeah so if you're a food manufacturer you're scuppered really There was an article in the week which I read, I've got it here in front of you, it says a Chinese man spent 21 hours, that's quite a long time, kneeling on the ground outside his ex-girlfriend's office in an unsuccessful bid to win her back after she broke up with him. Would you have done that? No, no. no. But I would have done that other item that was in the news. Apparently a guy has appealed to the Guinness Book of Records. Yeah. He sailed down, I think it was the River Trent. Yeah in an oversized melon and it had a picture this <laughs> <What>? melon <coughs> is about four foot across was this guy really small no and he scooped out the inside of the melon yeah and it was like a boat and he was paddling along he should say melon he was paddling along with a marrow so he was, <laughs> he was obviously vegetable man he was that was obviously two of his you made it day. that can't be true no and he's appealed to the Guinness Book of Records for the longest paddle in a melon. Jeez. Well, good on So it, we've got to think of something that we can do to get in the Guinness Book of Records. Absolutely right. You know, if you were really thin and you only took off half a seat in an aeroplane... Could you get your money back? Yeah, well, half, half your money, money back. back, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>